I never thought that we would get to this level, three times the number of individuals that uh, that needed food banks before the pandemic. And, and, and regrettably, we're not seeing a slowdown. You know, we're not seeing a flattening of the curve. Nope, they are not. That is the voice of Neil Hetherington, CEO of Daily F- uh, Bread Food Bank. And uh, he and a number of others who work and give their time to these food banks are, are putting the alarm bells on saying that they are seeing unprecedented increase in the need and it's not sustainable unless something changes. So they're seeing record numbers of people walk through their doors right across Toronto and the GTA. And the numbers started going up during the pandemic. It doubled you know, from 60,000 a month to about 120,000 users. And then, of course, inflation came along, started driving up the cost of living and driving food costs up by, you know, we know, at least 10.8%. And so the food banks and those who make sure that people have a warm meal are saying, look, users are now at the 182,000 mark in just the past month. So they're seeing numbers that they have never seen. And they're also seeing people and faces who have never come through their doors, which seems to be telling, you know, a bit of a different story now. Davey Arasa Nyagram is co-founder and chair of the Fort York Food Bank. Thanks for uh, joining us, Davey. I know you have been a volunteer with the food bank for for 24 years, so you would have a really good idea and, and able to characterize some of the things that you're seeing. Can you paint a picture as to what you have seen over the last uh, few months um, as far as need? Sure. Thanks, Alex, for having me on your on your show. Really, and very pleased that you provided all the context around what's going on. So, in March, we were getting ready to open our doors. We remained open throughout the pandemic, but we were getting ready to open our doors in preparation for uh, COVID being almost over, the economy opening up, and. Mm-hmm. We thought that things would go back to normal, not good normal, but normal, and things would quieten down. However, I began to notice an uptick in the number of people coming in March. Ironically, I was in Sri Lanka at the time and mm. getting used to lineups in that country. Yeah. And so I was surprised to see this, this increase in numbers in Toronto. And as soon as I came here, we began to see the lineups much longer than what we had seen during the pandemic. And I think the interesting point is who is coming to food banks right now? And and we, we've had a regular group of people living in deep poverty using food banks, but this is a very new group of people that we're seeing. So based on the demographics that we started to see was, this was a younger crowd. We're talking about yeah. people between the ages of 24 and 54, Um, post-secondary education, college and university, uh, families with children. Previously, the proportion of children to families was one in seven. uh, And now Mm. it's one of every four client is a child. So these are some of the changes that we saw starting in March. Yeah, and it's uh, hard. I mean, go ahead. Yes. Yes, and then what we also noticed in July and August was the highest number of first-time users. You you mentioned that there are a lot mm-hmm. of new faces coming to food banks. And yes, these are people who were making a decent living, uh, not making a lot of money, but also uh, who had previously donated to food banks. And now they're right. finding themselves in this situation where they need the food bank. Last week, for example, I actually talked to one of our volunteers who owns her own condo, has a degree, works minimum wage, but now she needs to use the food bank as well. So she 
she never never expected to see herself in this situation. And then the shocking piece is that um, I also talked to a 98 year old who came in last Saturday. And I mean, she she was great for 98. She knew she had to come out and get food because her pension is not enough. And, right. and so we have a lot of retirees coming in as well. People who worked all their lives, but whose pensions are just not meeting their the cost they have. And we know that it's most, they have fixed costs, paying rent, transit. These are some of the things that people can't afford to miss their payments on. And so, mm. so you know, what we're doing is making sure that people keep their keep the roof over their heads by supplementing their incomes with healthy, nutritious food. Yeah, because as we know, I mean, when you don't have money or you're on a fixed income and you have to choose between, you know, eating, you're going to run out of money if you buy the vegetables yes. and the meat, which is all the expensive but very healthy stuff for you. And so people have to cut back and then they get, you know, not as nutritious stuff, which leads to other issues. But, um, exactly. you know, when you look and, and you, you listen to what Neil Hetherington said, you know, he said that they were spending about $1.6 a year on food. That has now ballooned to $13 million. Yes. yes. Your costs, I mean, you all have costs that you have to bear. You have yes. to buy the food. So what, where's your budget gone and what are you not able to now buy? I mean, we're talking formula, yes. uh, diapers. Yes. These things cost money and you can't live without them. So where are you finding that you have to cut back and and are you just not able to keep up? So first of all, we're thankful to Daily Bread and North York Harvest and Second Harvest for their donations. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without yeah. their support. However, as a, as a food bank, you know, food banks are very grassroots. We are volunteer-based. We have one and a half staff, one point fine staff, and we serve 2,000 people a week, up, you know, 60%. So we had a, we've always maintained a small food, food budget of 30,000, but I must tell you, it is no yeah. longer at 30,000. We are Jeez. currently buying things that we've never had to purchase before, like fresh meat, milk, Mm -hmm. eggs. These are things that we want to make sure that our clients have access to. We want people to live and eat healthily, but it is really difficult to find ourselves running out of food almost at, at the end of the shift. Yeah. And it's, 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 the food bank is under a whole lot of pressure. And yeah. so what we're doing is we are focused on fundraising. We are, we are, we are all volunteers, except for, except for our minimal staff. And we are out there building relationships, trying to bring in corporate groups, trying to raise money um, ourselves, and knowing that people are hurting, regular people are yeah. hurting. And it's yeah. very difficult to go out and say, you know, can you give us more money? Can you give us more food? And so yeah. that's, that's sort of the conundrum. Yeah, especially when, yeah. you know, you say donors are becoming clients. That means they're not yes. able to donate. And so, yeah, there's a real need. Um, yes. I've only got about a minute left. Can you just, what yes. do you need? What do the food banks actually need? I mean, the government is always, well, what can you do to help? You know, yes. what could the government do to help? I mean, there there is a clear need here. What needs to happen? Because I don't think this is sustainable if this is going to go on it's, for months. It's it's really not. And I know, um, Alex, following, following some of your blogs, you've talked of, you know, sort of systemic changes around guaranteed income and uh, indexing wealth, social assistance programs uh, to inflation and things like that and raising the minimum wage. There are a lot of big things that, that need to be done uh, as well. But, you know, food banks have traditionally never received government funding. It's only during the pandemic that we started receiving 
some federal funding right. because the sad yeah. truth is we are no and i know you're running out of time but we mm -hmm. we need some sort of funding uh because food is really a health issue it's a housing issue it's a mental health issue it's about education and employment and i Those think that we need more government support around funding well they they may have to look at it i do not know how the food banks are going to keep up with the demand because yes. it has just been uh, that great so i appreciate you uh, chatting with us we'll make sure we keep uh, elevating this into the spotlight thanks so much for the work you do thank you so much bye that is uh davy arasanay yagam sorry if i'm butchering your last name uh, she is with the Fort York Food Bank. So if you can give anything, uh, they need it. There's no question about it. There is a need.